The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wright. Side of Major League Baseball makes the card here on a Wednesday. But when you start handing out almost $400 million to one man, it's worth mentioning. It's $350 million, so rounding up, still a ton of money. Over 13 years for Carlos Correa to go be the new face of the San Francisco Giants. They took a big-time swing at bringing in Aaron Judge. The Yankees were able to keep him in the Bronx. Giants had a lot of money left over. And it, is, it does look like they put it to some good use here, Donnie. What do you think about Correa and his deal to land in the Bay? I, I think it's a, it's a good deal for baseball you know, terms, right, for San Francisco. You get a pretty good quality shortstop at this point. But also, sometimes I question about how much money is actually out there in Major League Baseball. And also, where's the leverage points here? You would figure if you're going into the uh, – Dansby Swanson was included in there, but obviously we know he's more on the back end here. But you had the bigger shortstops, right, Bogarts, Turner, and Correa going into it. And you figure, like, everybody's getting these $300 million contracts. But would it behoove, like, the Giants to be like, well, all right, the other two guys signed – we're going to offer you big money, but where's your leverage here? Because you're really the only one left at shortstop and the big money guys are there. So we should be able to get you at a discount 13 years. He's 28 years old. So theoretically he's going to be till his forties, but also it always is interesting to me values in the eye of the beholden. The reason I bring that up for the San Francisco giants is you play in the ultimate pitchers ballpark. So for me, I'm spending more money on pitchers and I'm getting more players that can maybe slap the ball around, get on base, maybe a power hitter or two, but that's not really where you're built on at home unless you have Barry Bonds doing ridiculous things. Doesn't matter where your ballpark is. I can hit 70 home runs. But Carlos Correa last year, you know, mid-20s in home runs, that's probably going to drop now. So if I'm trying to level out what I'm actually getting from Correa, who I'm not knocking as a really good baseball player, he is. But when I saw Correa going to the Giants, I'm like, okay, that's a nice move, but my goodness, did you have to offer him that many years and that much money? What is he actually going to do for San Francisco? And what if I told you you spent close to $400 million or whatever it would be on a player that's going to hit 290, 19 home runs? I must be missing something here. You know, I, I think the interesting thing has been what felt like for a while – Nobody wanting to pay anybody, right? I, that that was just a vibe. It felt like around Major League Baseball, where, yeah. where somehow we hit this off season, and teams were more ready to spend than ever. I don't know if that's being far enough removed from the pandemic, but it felt like nobody wanted to pay anybody before the pandemic happened. That was just my read on the situation. And then the Rangers, hell bent on getting Jacob Degrom, though. They don't feel a Jacob DeGrom away from anything, but that gets done. So now the Mets and Steve Cohen's like, well, I'm not going to not deliver on my promises. Splash, 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 splash. So that's got to get something done. The Padres are sat there like, I don't understand what's going on. We offer every single player that gets signed $50 million more than, <laughs> than the, the team they signed to. Nobody will sign with us. So they finally get Xander Bogarts to a deal. The Philadelphia Phillies are the fifth highest payroll in baseball, won on a World Series run, and in beautiful fashion, instead of being like, 
Well, totally, you take it easy now. Might have to lose a couple of guys. Hopefully, we'll contend next year. No, they break the bank and bring in Trey Turner. The Yankees finally actually paid Aaron Judge, though it felt like that was never going to happen. And for a while, Arson Judge was going to be in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Johnny H and everything that he was able to get right during this run. Our radio audience is here this Wednesday morning. Kevin Walsh, Donnie, right side, the early line. Sirius XM Channel 159. And now you got, you got this monster Carlos Correa deal because the Giants are sat there like, oh, we're not not signing somebody. Like we, we and, and I'm not saying that Carlos Correa is a consolation prize. Carlos Correa is the kind of player that you're very happy to have as the face of your franchise, a 28-year-old shortstop that can do everything on the baseball field and is a World Series champion, as much as the back end of that makes me sick. But it is what it is. It, it all works quite nicely. It just, it feels as, and I don't know, maybe it was a perfect storm, DRS, in terms of big names being available this offseason, but it feels like everybody has been super willing to spend, which then makes me unbelievably interested in what happens if Otani hits the market. Are we going to get to a spot where all of baseball's like, no, 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 relax. We did our spending. And he's just going to stay with the Angels because they're going to be the only team willing to pay him? Or is everybody going to be like, yeah, if you thought we were willing to spend on Carlos Correa and Xander Bogarts, hey, Otani, here's $500 million for eight years. What do you say? Yeah, the top-level teams, right? They spent The top-level teams were spending a lot of money this year. The Philadelphia Phillies, the New York Yankees. Obviously, now you move out to the West Coast where the Padres got their guy. Waiting on to see what the Dodgers are going to do here. But again, with the San Francisco Giants. And it's one thing that you sometimes, Kevin, you back yourself into a corner. What did we hear about from the San Francisco Giants? Money doesn't matter. We'll offer Aaron Judge $50 million more than the Yankees and he'll come here. He didn't want to come there. Same thing with some other players. Oh, they don't want to come here to San Diego. So it felt like the San Francisco Giants had the money. Like, hey, guys, we can't go back to our fan base here to saying money is no object and not get any of these players. And I think maybe the players' agents fed off of that. Hey, Carlos Correa might be that last superstar left. You better offer him something sweet here because we know you have the money. And if you go back to your fan base as if like, ah, you know what? You spent $72 million on Dansby Swanson. Congratulations. That wouldn't have hit home with the Giants. One thing that I think waits now is the Carlos Rodon decision. Feels like the last big one remaining. Though here's an interesting thing. My read on the situation is it was between the Yankees and the Giants, and the Giants seemingly have spent all their money. So what, are the Yankees now going to play hardball with Carlos Rodon? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. When your path to business growth gets rocky, AdRoll makes digital marketing a walk in the park. Work directly with advertising experts at AdRoll to launch cross-channel campaigns that deliver efficient ROI. Sign up at adroll.com slash ROI. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Every day, our world gets a little more connected. But a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Back at it here, hour number two, certainly underway right here on the early line, Series 6, I'm Channel 159. It's Sonny Wright's out here. And Kevin Walsh as we flip it over to the NBA. Entertaining card last night. Weren't a ton of games, but a lot of directions that you could certainly question. One for me, I questioned last night, K-Dub. Come on, Joel Embiid. Dropped 50 the night before, 16 points in the first quarter, over 32 and a half, looking so tasty. And then he finishes with 31 oh. wide because of blowout victory over the Kings. So it did take a loss in that aspect here. But it's a new night and new money, as we like to say. Now, 
we just previewed what happened last night here with the Golden State Warriors. Basically a no-show for all intents and purposes, and a bit of no-show on mm -hmm. the road the entire season, K-Dub. But now the Warriors are going to take on the Pacers. Ooh, should be really easy here. Well, the Warriors mm -hmm. enter now 14 and 14 on the season, 2 and 12 on the road. The Pacers aren't a great basketball team, but 500 on the season and 8 and 6 at home. If we're setting the table for this game tonight, the Warriors at FanDuel actually opened up as a minus one and a half point favorite here, but have now switched to a plus one dog going up against the Pacers. And you say, Donnie, what gives on that? Why would that be the case? The Warriors should be able to roll. Well, number one, they haven't played any basketball on the road. Number two, they're in a back to back. And number three, I'm taking a look at the estimated starting lineup, which does actually have Steph Curry, but no Clay Thompson out here. So what gives with the Warriors? And as you pointed out earlier, Kevin, could this be the case where the Warriors are a 500 basketball team? They can't win on the road. This should be an automatic victory. Like for me, Kevin, I sit everybody against the Bucks and I play everybody against the Pacers. Be like, hey, maybe we can win a road game. You know, it, I think there could come a point in the calendar where they do something like that, right? Man. Where it's like, all right, we know we're going to lose that one. Let's not waste our time. Let's go get the one in Indiana. I think Kerr is like, look, it's prime time. Let's test ourselves against the big team here, and, and we'll see what we can do. The issue is Indiana's hardly an easy out, right? That it's They're a team that still played some pretty good basketball, and in fact, the Pacers uh, just last week beat the Golden State Warriors in Golden State, which is a bit surprising. But really, the, the reason I wanted to bring this up and what this entire thing comes down to is who's actually going to play for the Golden State Warriors. I just, I have no idea. Steph Curry has only played, I mean, this is, it's incredible. He's only played two games since December 6th. So that's an eight-day window, right? He's played two games. And he's not alone in that because they found themselves with an, a one day off plus a long gap. Steph should have plenty of legs underneath him here against what's been a vulnerable Indiana defense. You start to line up some Curry props coming off of a low game there where he only scored 20 and shot 6 of 17 up against the Milwaukee Bucks. But again, is he going to play? And what's so fascinating is this team through 28 games is not sat here at 20 and 8. 14 and 14. So they're just, ah, we dip below 500. Who cares? And to some degree, they're right. It's just one of the more interesting things, this early season laissez-faire nature, it feels like, that the Warriors are considering that, again, they have two wins on the road this year. Now, are they under the guys like, you know, myself included that say, well, the season doesn't even start, Kevin, until Christmas anyway, so any loss that happens before Christmas doesn't matter. Yeah, the season so is so long that we just have to get to the playoffs. And again, just to counter down on that, can you just finish the season again with seven road wins and be like, who cares if we're on the road every round in the playoffs, we'll still win? What's funny about the Warriors is they have this incredible streak of winning at least one game on the road in every playoff matchup that extends back to, like, the first year they won the title, right? So they always find a way to win one on the road in the postseason. It's that, are you going to have to win multiple on the road? And it's also beyond that. Here's something that I think sometimes people forget in the Golden State Warriors uh, rebuild, right, kind of construction conversation. So Kevin Durant left, and then the following season, Steph got injured five games into the year, didn't return, and they were the worst team in the NBA. And I think people like to block it out that the following season, they won the NBA title. That is not what happened. What happened is they went into the play-in round the first year, lost to the Lakers as the eighth seed, hosted the Memphis Grizzlies, and lost to the Memphis Grizzlies in Golden State with a chance to make the playoffs on the line. My point is the Warriors know, or should, as good as anybody, that nothing is guaranteed. And by the way, Donnie, not that it starts today, and I know we think they're going to turn it around, but right now they'd have to win two road games just to make the playoffs and advance out of the play-in. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible how we're just expecting to flip the switch on it. Maybe they do. Maybe they do it in late December, early January, February. Who knows at that point here? But 
Hottest ticket in sports from what I'm gathering right now tonight. The Heat and the Thunder. They're going to tip off at 8 o'clock Eastern. The Heat come into this game at 13 and 15. The Thunder come in at 11 and 16. Now, when you set up some of these players, like who you're going to watch in this game, obviously Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler there for the Miami Heat, but it certainly rains here mm-hmm. on Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I joke about this too. Like it shows he's averaging, Kevin, 31.2 points a game. Like ballot stuffing here, the opposite right. Like, whoa, that guy actually averages 39 points a game. Bump him down to 31. Let's keep him as the best kept secret yeah. where nobody's watching. 31 points a game actually seems light to me with the type of performances that we get each and every night. But if we set the table for this one, the Heat are on the road, minus three and a half point favorites. The total of this game at 226. We're expecting also very underwhelming performance so far from the Miami Heat on this NBA season. But I love the fact that we get the center on this because it seems like the only thing I want to talk about are the point props tonight for Gilgis Alexander. And does he go for, again, 34 in a ho-hum effort tonight against those Miami Heat? Yeah, the only reason this is here is because of Shea Gilgis Alexander. I know that that's all, quite frankly, you care about as it pertains to basically the NBA. It's like the only thing that you care about in the NBA before Christmas, right? You're like, the whole season's fake, except for SGA and how dominant he is. Here's the thing with Mm -hmm. SGA. This is his first time playing a home game since the 25th of November, which is a ridiculously long time to go. The last time he was at home... Drop 30. Time before that, uh, another 30-point performance. It just feels like one of the more reliable things that if they're home, he's going to score 30-plus. He's done it, I believe, in all but two of his home games so far this season. So being back in OKC, it does feel like another night where you just lean on Shea Gilgis-Alexander to have a great performance. And hopefully he does at this point here. When he winds up on a real NBA team, I'm going to bet that team to win the NBA championship at this point. By the way, checking out the FanDuel Sportsbook here. He is listed at, I mean, come on, 29 and a half. Is that the easiest bet you've ever heard, K-Dub? He's at 29 and a half when you know he doesn't, he doesn't show up unless he drops 30 every night. So 29 and a half seems like a steal to me. What's your take on that one? Why, why are they doing him dirty yeah, like no. this? He's a 30-point player. Right. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was just talking about his points and what he, what he does at home. That, that that was my whole my whole take on that. I wasn't even paying attention, by the way. I just wanted to yeah, try clearly. to set up my next point. It was Shea Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander so we can get the nod here. By the way, might be time for a jersey for him. Let's get the Mavs Cavs tonight. Interesting setup here. Yeah. Cavs 17-11 on the season, K-Dub. The Mavericks 14-13, and but they are 11-4 and at home. And you take a look at these numbers here. Luka Doncic on the season, Kevin. 33 a game, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists. And you take him for granted, right? You take a look at Donovan Mitchell. How about this? One of those deals where a new player goes to a new team. Oh, he's underwhelming. Not so fast. 29-4-4. So he certainly gives you a run for your money. The Mavericks, however, are favored at minus two here with a total of 216. So a lot lower than the games that we just talked about here. Mavericks, Cavaliers, who has the edge? Yeah, it's very tempting to come in and bet Dallas at home, right? Considering how good they've been, the the money line is at a very accessible number. Luka Doncic, though, has a point. Like, you talk about SGA. Luka's points prop is 30 and a half. He has scored 31-plus points at home. Now, in 13 of 14 home games, it's every single night with no giving up. I know usually ah, these numbers are a little big. They're, they're not big enough with Luka Doncic right now. And I know he loves to play against some of the better teams in the NBA. And the Cavs certainly fit that description, Donnie. GA for MVP. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We've all got old stuff that we should toss, but an old 401k? Make sure it keeps working for you. A Fidelity Rollover IRA has no account fees or minimums to open. An easy-to-follow rollover process makes it simple to get started in under 15 minutes. Plus, you'll have access to a rollover specialist. Whether you've switched jobs or are just organizing your finances, learn more at fidelity.com rollover. Consider all your options and the applicable fees and features of each before moving your retirement assets. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Week 15 set to deliver, as every week the NFL tends to do. But there's a couple of particularly interesting ones on this slate. One game, Donnie, that I know you've been pretty excited for now for a couple of weeks is Bucks Bengals. And not because it's, oh, this is going to be a great game, but it pairs two teams right now that are playing, it feels like different sports. Cincinnati is getting better as the season goes on. They're nine and four on the year. They've won nine of their last 11 games, covering, I believe, 10 of 11. They've been playing some fantastic football in Cincinnati. The Bucs offensively are a complete disaster. Just awful. Scored seven points against the 49ers, and not a person in the world should have been surprised by that outcome. Now they play Cincinnati at home, and it's another spot where I'm pretty sure you look at the game and you go, ah, should Tom Brady be a three-and-a-half-point home underdog? And once you get past the block of Tom Brady, you probably say, this game should be a lot more than three-and-a-half. What do you see here when you look at Cincinnati and Tampa Bay for Week 15? Yeah, here's what I need to see from Cincinnati. Like, it's, it's almost interesting here. Like, Joe Burrow's really stepped into saying, you know, I'm a next-level quarterback, top five, get used to me over the next decade here. I don't need my full complement of weapons for me to be sensational out here. That was a joke. By, well, CeeDee Lamb didn't play. What do you want Dak to do? Like, you take away one wide receiver and you have all these built-in excuses, which it seems like Joe Burrow doesn't get. Now, there's a chance here that you could wind up with no T. Higgins, who struggled with a hamstring injury, only played one play in the previous game. Also, Boyd, I mean, what's the worst-case scenario for a wide receiver a damaged finger it might be a little bit harder to catch a pass let's say both of those guys are down I still expect Cincinnati to win this game Jamar Chase Mixon and Pirine show up and Joe Burrow that's enough for me at this point now you might not get that perfect storm perfect scenario to go up against the let's just say Tampa Bay Buccaneers the previous two weeks the Saints got a pretty good pass rush and they really got after Brady for the first 58 minutes of that game same thing you saw last week with the San Francisco 49ers very good pass rush crushed Tom Brady in the pocket now, Cincinnati does have some pretty good pass rushers, but also some injured pass rushers. He might have a little bit more time here talking about Tom Brady. But again, the whole point of emphasis is, if I told you coming into this game, boy, Tampa's going to score 20. What are the odds they win this game? 10% at best? That's the way I see it here. And if you're coming in with a full complement of weapons where you might have held T. Higgins out last week just to make sure he's healthy for the stretch run, he didn't want to risk anything, they should be able to move the football against a pretty stout Tampa Bay defense. But the problem isn't the Tampa Bay defense. It's the offense. And I just hope for points from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which you ain't going to win very many games if you're just hoping Tom Brady can get a touchdown or two on the board. Right. Well, I think that's, to me, the total in these Tampa Bay games has now become as important of a story as these lines are, right? The... The 43 and a half, when you look at Cincinnati and you go, I should be able to moonwalk to 24 points, right, with that talent. Now, yeah. they're injured at wide receiver, as you mentioned, so perhaps that could make things a little difficult here. But it's Tampa's team total is 20 and a half. What, what am I watching that is going to tell me that this team is going to score 21 points? Where is the is the evidence that that is going to be a number that this team hits? Again, go go through the the recent games here. They were able to get it in Seattle, but if you look at this team since October sixteenth, they've been able to get to twenty one twice. I believe they've only hit that number four times this season. They've played thirteen games, I, and like Cincinnati, I know they're not the the Niners on the defensive side of the football. But they're not, it's not a bad defense by any stretch. That's becoming, again, the, the, the fascinating thing here with Tampa Bay is 
you get to these games and the vulnerability that their defense showed last week, it, it suggests that they really are hopeless against teams that are above the level, tier one type football teams, which is what people view both Cincinnati and San Francisco as. I, I think when we talk for the futures market, Donnie, if this game is 27-10 Cincinnati, then I think we really do need, and I know maybe some already have, but we really then need to close the book on Tampa scary when we get to the playoffs. They're only yeah. scary if we believe that their defense can find a way to bottle up any opponent and keep them to 17 or less. If the Bengals come here on the road, potentially down Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, so wide receivers two and three, and still have their way with this defense, then I think it shows the Bucs are going to be viewed as below average, I don't, not below average on defense, but nowhere near good enough based on the offensive struggles. Exactly. And the only reason why I guess they're dangerous for a public perspective is because that's what we're fed by the networks, Kevin. Each and every week, every game you turn on the Bucks where they stink on offense, they will end and go to commercial break. Well, whoa, whoa, don't count Tom Brady out. What, 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 21 points, 24 points out. Like, when did we start counting Tom Brady out? And now they have their ammunition where Tom Brady was horrendous against the Saints. They pulled that game out. So now every time the Bucks are struggling, stink, Brady's missing their throws. Oh, man. Did you watch that game get Saints? Never count that team out. Anybody remind us that the Saints were one of the worst teams in football, by the way. It wasn't like they went on the road to Buffalo and pulled out a late game because Brady went ballistic in the fourth quarter for three touchdown passes. It doesn't happen here. When your max ceiling is 20 points, the door is always open for the other team. And also, when you see some of these numbers, like, hey, look at Brady. He's throwing for pretty good numbers. He's throwing 60 times a game to get close to 300 yards. That doesn't work here. If the Bucs were being realistic, about their chances. You know what they would say is, our offense stinks. We are not explosive, and we own that. Let's line up in double tight end sets, hand the football off, burn the clock, and maybe make a play or two and save Tom Brady for a play-action pass to Mike Evans, who, by the way, hasn't scored since October the 2nd. They have three dominant wide receivers and an aging quarterback that they can't get the football here. Change the dynamics, Tampa Bay, because if you come out this weekend and run the football against the Bengals and slow it down and pull out a victory, I'll be impressed. But if Tom Brady's dropping back 50 times in this game for 260 yards, they probably got blown out again. I do appreciate that you want the worst running offense in football to run the football. Yes, because it's, it's better than their Tom passing Brady. game. Yeah. Well, exactly. no, I mean, no, it's not. No, it's, 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 it's Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's no, there's no, there's no argument for that, obviously. But it, Sean it does White show is that better than Tom bad. Brady in that offense right now. Hand yeah, no, ball. not even, not even a, again, no coherent argument uh, to that. Nothing suggests that that is true. But uh, this is a fascinating game here when we look to the scope of the NFC. Uh, though the biggest game in the NFC this week is likely Commanders-Giants. Especially if by chance Seattle pulled off an upset on Thursday night. Because then all of a sudden the Seattle Seahawks will be put in a position where you think they're going to be able to grab one of the three wildcard spots. We already know that. Cowboys, likely, worst-case scenario, Eagles, right, in terms of one of the playoff spots. It feels like one of the Giants are commanders, but maybe both. It depends on Seattle. If Seattle pulls off an upset, though, the Giants or the commanders are going to feel like they are in a very, very difficult position. The commanders are at home off of a bye and a four-and-a-half-point favorite here against the New York Giants. Do you think this line continues to work in Washington's way? Or are you surprised to see them favored at the price that they are? I'm not surprised to see it because I always get back to this point. A lot of players side by side. Saquon Barkley's a pretty good player, but so is Brian Robinson. Every single player in that football game is better on the Washington Commanders' side than the Giants. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's luck. You want to bet the Giants this weekend? Just admit it. Hey, you know what? I, I, I just think I can get lucky with the Giants one more time here. The Giants aren't a very good football team. They stink at quarterback. They have a running back now who has a neck injury who was inefficient last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. How they covered up all oh, the... I didn't play in the second half because of the score, not because of my performance. No, you got dominated in that game. You have absolutely zero wide receiver, zero tight end, zero on the offensive line outside of your left tackle. You're going to get beat in this game. If the commanders just show up 
and win the turnover battle or tie the turnover battle. There is absolutely no chance the Giants win this football game. They have no talent whatsoever. And the thing about being an NFC East fan, like I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I love this because they're not going to get their quarter. They won too many games this year as a throwaway season that they hurt their future. And they're going to get beat by the commanders. Why? Because the commanders are better, again, Kevin, at every single position. Even quarterback? I mean, you can tell Even me that's Daniel a lot, Jones. you tell me you like you tell, I'll tell you, You're right. I show up in the locker room for the Giants and throw three out. Pa- hey, man, Donnie's got it going on. Daniel Jones is a fullback playing quarterback. It's a wrap. Wait, what's his max this weekend, K-Dub? Buck 75? Yeah, they lost. Get out of here. I mean, I don't think that's his, his max. He had actually thrown for 200-plus yards in three straight games before last week Ooh. against Philadelphia. Chalk it up. Blowout Taylor time. Heineke. Yeah, get those yards. But but Taylor Heineke, I mean Taylor Heineke is still Taylor Heineke. That, that's He's better than Daniel Again, Jones. Ben still leads this rem- team in like every passing category. Kevin, if you remember, I mean Heineke gave Buccaneers all they could handle, so I'm going to use that as my argument. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, pfft, we'll, we'll never forget that game where they pfft, still people, man, tremendous, tremendous scenes. Nevertheless, I think what yeah. again with this game is. The importance of it, obviously, people are going to be betting it on the day. But how relevant it is to the postseason picture. The Giants are plus 110 to make the playoffs. The Seattle Seahawks are minus 132. The Commanders are minus 188. So the way that the books are now starting to view things, the way the the teams are trending, it does look like the Giants are supposed to be last man out. Don't forget, though, while this is all happening, the Detroit Lions are playing very good football. And they check in at a big-time plus 270 price. They, this week, are going to play the New York Jets with some question marks around the quarterback position and how that's going to play out for them. The Lions are going to knock on the door here in this NFC wildcard race. A lot more to get to coming up for Week 15. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Taking a look at some of the action. NFL Saturday is going to deliver uh, a, really three interesting games on that slate. I want to start with the game that's going to take place between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Seven and a half here with a total that checks in at 42 and a half. I see these numbers and I feel like the, the odds makers, the betters are saying, oh, Miami's been figured out. Miami's been figured out, and they've got, they're not going to have any answers now moving forward, which I'll probably end up disagreeing with a little bit here when I'm looking at, at, at these numbers. 
But that's my read on this. Seven and a half, 42 and a half. Clearly, the doubt heading into this game is the Dolphins' offense. 16 and a half for a team total. I know they're playing mm. in Buffalo. Is two injured again? Did they confirm Tyreek is out? Are you not surprised by some of this? It, it, it is quite surprising. Now, we are going to wait to see what we get out of the, you know, weather forecast here because it's supposed to be really cold in Buffalo, which, again, not the greatest scenario for Miami as is. Windy and maybe some snow. Now, when you look at the Miami Dolphins, you don't immediately think of ground and pound and let's get after it that way, which we know the Buffalo Bills are built for that. Their quarterback is basically a running fullback with a rocket arm out here, and that's certainly the way he can operate. But also, I, I think I hear you out on this because I do think the Buffalo Bills win this game. They're the better football team. They're home. And also, as I said, a third straight road game here for the Dolphins who aren't exactly operating at their high-octane selves. But reading into this also a little bit more, I like – the second half, which the Miami Dolphins didn't play all that much against the Houston Texans. They didn't do anything here, so it sort of stalled their offense out. Then they go on the road and were brutal for back-to-back -back games here. I don't want to say the NFL has figured out the Miami Dolphins because McDaniel's a pretty good offensive coach that came from some pretty good coaches who taught him the ropes. So I doubt he's going to watch the last, you know, two-and-a-half games and say, oh, let's do the same exact thing. They're going to change a few things up. But if you're looking for an environment, Kevin, which the Miami Dolphins aren't supposed to be a dominant football team, it's probably going to be coming into the Buffalo games this week. And also, you're listing that number at seven-and-a-half. It's as if the books are like, yeah, come on. Come take this money with Miami, get more than a touchdown in bad weather, and the Dolphins are a good team. They should be able to hang around, and the Buffalo Bills haven't been all that dominant over the past couple weeks. I hear that here. But again, if there is a scenario where the Buffalo Bills could play better than the Miami Dolphins, this is exactly the one that you draw up with these weather conditions. Man, I, again, I understand that, but this is still not a team to me in Miami that is – like, the last two games, they've scored 17 points in each of them. And I know people say, yeah, but come on, 75 touchdown, first play, craziness, the Tyreek Hill scoop and score. Yeah, but that's part of the reason that you used to fall in love, right, with those low yeah. team totals, is you get yeah. one crazy play to go your way, mm -hmm. and you're, it's almost like you're home free. Josh Allen throws a pick six. Do you think you're going to cash the under on this 16 and a half? Are you going to tell me Josh Allen can't throw a pick six? No. Now, if, if you want some previous background on my season here, I did have a team total that included a pick six touchdown for me with a team total at 13, and I didn't even get it. So there is a background there this year. Thank you, Carolina Panthers and P.J. Walker. I got to say, it's pretty incredible to think that that Carolina Panthers team is now, like, knocking on the That's door crazy. for the yeah. division with the yeah. Bucks. I just, I, like, I, was that the following week when they beat Tampa Bay? Like the week right after that disgrace of a performance against the Rams. Was it the very so. next week? So. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I think no, I actually was... took a team total there for the Buccaneers the following week that was going to have the best start you could ever have, yes, yes, which yes, turned yes, into yes. an absolute nightmare. I think that you're right. That play by Mike Evans dropping a 75-yard touchdown pass right off the bat from see. Tom Brady, I think that sent the entire season off the rails because Mike, he hasn't scored. Man, you're right. That might have been a big play. They ruined their year in one play. The other Saturday wow. game I wanted to bring up is Cleveland-Baltimore. Yeah. Two-and-a-half point line. Total here, 38-and-a-half. Tyler Huntley practice. I, I'm, I, I got to be I still kind of can't figure out concussion protocol. I know there's like contact, but I feel like if a guy's in concussion protocol, probably shouldn't be practicing. But it, he is. But it, there's, it also doesn't mean that he's going to be clear to play on Saturday which is also pretty fascinating. Nevertheless, this two-and-a-half line tells you it's Huntley, Brown, or, or the books don't have much of an idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. If the, other than we know that Baltimore is going to come to play, and it doesn't matter who plays for them. The organization says next man up, and I hear you. But also, you're taking a look at this two-and-a-half-point line. You're saying to yourself that if you do want to take Baltimore, Kevin, I always like to use this just in layman's terms. They're not, they're not getting seven and a half like the Dolphins are. We can take that and go, you know what? I think the Dolphins can win, but maybe if they need that touchdown down 10 points or a field goal down 10 late in the game, they'll be able to do that. You look at the Baltimore line. What are you saying to yourself? Nobody's saying like, oh, I, I think Baltimore can play close. I'll take the two and a half points in case I need a cover. No. 
you were betting this game on a short week on the road with a quarterback that's probably not getting a lot of practice time in, who's already a backup, and maybe you're going to need your third-string quarterback to go on the road and win. I know Cleveland hasn't had a good year, but they are more talented overall right now the way it sets up without Lamar Jackson. I can't find – and again, I, I put a lot of stock in the Baltimore Ravens, again, getting back to the preseason. This football team doesn't matter who plays. As long as the scoreboard is keeping score, they're going to play hard. But I can't take Baltimore this weekend, Kevin. I need at least a field goal or more to feel comfortable. And even that, I probably wouldn't take them either. If I'm going to get a second-string quarterback that's, quite frankly, Kevin, three plays away from getting another concussion because he might be rushed back on a short week. And by the way, for the NFL, on their concussions where they have so many problems at, I can't believe somebody hasn't picked up the phone and go, hey, look. You can't do this. What is this going to be on a standalone Saturday game where this guy's hobbling off the field because he had a concussion the week before and you rushed him back? I can't say it's probably going to be a third string quarterback this week for me. It has to be. And my thing then is if I tell you it's Anthony Brown, mm-hmm. you, you think we get to three, three and a half? Where, yes. where are we going then if they announce yeah, Anthony we got to be at least a field goal. We got to be at least a field goal. And also the 38 and a half at this point here. The Baltimore Ravens have a great defense. Their offense, if it's a third-string quarterback, they will run 45-plus times in this football game. I love the under in this game. 38.5 seems like a steal at this point. Yeah, the only interesting thing with that, although I think it, it does make sense, is how the Browns' rush defense has been awful, and J.K. Dobbins looked so good last week, is if some of those explosives hit, that could, might be could good, the number though. just go a little, a, a little too low? Not it, if they hit for it's touchdowns. a good point you bring up there. Not exactly. Not forgetting seventy-five yard runs, but if you're going to tell me right now that Baltimore would run for five yards a carry, well, let's just say they're going eight, nine play yeah. drives here, and you just slow them down in the red zone. That's a seven-minute drive for three points here. I'll take that every time because I don't see an aerial. So, or else should we like to say like, what's Baltimore ceiling here? Honestly, seventeen, mm-hmm. maybe twenty. So there. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. The Cleveland defense still all... Also, here's the other thing. We don't really good. know what Anthony Brown is going to be allowed to do in this game, right? Like, Huntley... Mm-hmm. I understand Huntley's a backup, but Huntley had... That was, what, his, like, seventh start? A set might as well have been? Yeah. He basically played the entire Denver game. Anthony Brown, we like, he's a rookie, right? And a, yes. a, a, so not and not something that they have a lot of stock in. It's a little interesting. Let me ask you about the backup quarterback bowl that's going to take place in Denver here. I'm a bit thrown off by this line i know that the that everything didn't look great against the new england patriots on a monday night but i've watched the arizona cardinals legitimately score 30 plus on the road with colt mccoy now they're injured they're bad football team denver defensively good they're home i I get all that but colt mccoy brett rippon feels like a massive disadvantage for the denver broncos surprised by this line at all I'm not really surprised because we're anticipating a horrendous football team going on the road and being favored. Now, also, it's a dome team going outdoors. I get it. You're down. But I, if you're just talking about who do you think is going to be more competent on offense coming into this game? By far, it would be the Arizona Cardinals. So if the Cardinals can play a little bit of defense, therefore they'll be in it. There are some threes out there. The FanDuel Sportsbook's listening at minus two and a half right now. That's one of those games, if it gets to three, how do you take the Broncos? Yeah, I don't know who's laying a field goal with backup quarterback. Are they? Are we Denver. saying they're better now with with Russell Wilson being out? Is that worth? No, but you know what's you know what's, you know what's right incredible because Russ lit up Kansas City. Is like what would happen if Russ was coming into this game after the last? There's a world they beat the Chiefs if Russ doesn't get injured in that football yes. game. Correct. Like there is. at which point they would be like a. F- Six-point favorite, I think, Denver, if they beat Kansas yeah. City and Russell Wilson was healthy. So it's a, it's a fascinating, fascinating number heading into this week. Another one is the Desmond Ritter debut, catching four from the New Orleans Saints. I, I'm trying to be very cautious here because I feel like I am walking straight into a trap door. But I feel like I, I love the Atlanta Falcons plus the four early here. I don't... I don't see a world where Desmond Ritter is going to be a market drop-off from Marcus Mariota, and I'm open to the idea he is better than Marcus Mariota, and the Saints stink. Now, I know that the Falcons aren't some unbelievable football team in their own right, 
I know New Orleans is at home off of a bye, but Atlanta's at least off of a bye as well. So there's not some massive rest advantage here. This line, to me, seems like a fade of a rookie in his first start when I see the Saints are laying four here. And, and I'm going to tell you this. This is an interesting game, to say the least, because I do love the fact that Atlanta switched quarterbacks up here with a, with a chance still to win the division. Let's see what the young guy has. But also, dare I say, at this point, you play the Saints this week, followed by the Ravens, who have a very good defense. And you have two home games against the Cardinals and the Buccaneers. This might be, and again, the Saints do have a decent defense, as I preface this by saying. But this is the perfect scenario to bring Ritter in. He's been there all year long in the locker room, getting his secondary reps in. But when you make that change, you give him a full two weeks and that offense to game plan to exactly tailor what he likes. Because from an other NFL perspective, if you're coming in as the Saints and you're Dennis Allen, okay, let's roll the film on Ritter. Uh, Coach, I got his high school tapes and I got his Cincinnati tapes here. Which ones would you like to see him? Well, mm, all right. Well, I wonder what we're going to see this weekend. So if I'm looking at this game betting-wise, I haven't checked the FanDuel Sportsbook, but if the line is around four, four and a half, that probably means they're getting a field goal talking about the Atlanta Falcons in the first half. If you think the game script there is going to be tailored specifically to Ritter on what he does well and the Saints aren't sure about it, they'll make those adjustments at the half. I like Atlanta in the first half here because I'm with you. I think he can do some things that you haven't seen on tape from Atlanta because Marcus Mariota is not a passer. Ritter is a passer. Put it this way. It's not going to be anything worse than what you saw to Mariota when they were being a competitive football team, and it just might be better. And all I need him to be is better in the first half, and I'll lean on that field goal, which they're probably going to get. That's interesting. Uh, mm. You think they're going to get a field goal in the first half as a four-point dog? Usually that's the way it gets, it gets listed out there, yeah. Which is, I wonder if it's oh, up. On that Do we one? have anything? Yeah, I think it is up. Hold on a minute. I'd be surprised by that. Yeah, no, it's two and a half. Oh, it is? Okay. All right. Any juice? Yeah, I, juice? I mean, minus 120, or, well, minus 125 on the minus two and a half. So yeah. it's light juice, but yeah, look, I, I just think that Ritter being an upgrade three, is very much in the, in the cards here. I can't wait to see what they do with the Desmond Ritter props. They did not let Marcus Mariota throw the football, and I don't know if that's because Arthur Smith doesn't like throwing the football or didn't like Marcus Mariota's ability as a thrower. So you're going to get Desmond Ritter props at like a buck eighty-four and a half for passing yardage. What are you going? He should Zacchaeus? be able to fly over such a number. We going Zacchaeus huh? this weekend? Who are we going with? Oh, pff, Who are we going? I mean, with? get it. Listen, Drake London over a whopping total, probably a thirty-seven and a half. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
right, last segment of the day here for the early line on a Wednesday. Sirius XM Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network. Down your right side, Kevin Walsh powering through a Wednesday before we hand it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after along with the rest of your Sports Grid day. Covered a lot today on the show. As always, NFL centerpieces this week. I love it. Thursday night game. Saturday night games, a triple header, Sundays with a full card, and away we go. Now, the bowl season does start a little bit later this week on Friday. We'll certainly have some fun with that and certainly follow along here on the Sports Grid Network. But there's an interesting topic that's coming up in the NFL and seems to be coming up repeatedly here where I think the NFL is missing the mark. And Devontae Parker, he's absolutely correct. Listen up. The Monday night football game had a lot of injuries between the New England Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals, and rightfully so. It's football. That's what happens. But I continue to come back to this issue that the NFL keeps having, and it's with concussions. Look, the NFL doesn't want concussions, and players don't want concussions. But how they legislate and handle it certainly leaves a lot to be desired. We saw earlier in the season with Tua Tagovailoa getting injured with hitting the back of his helmet on the ground. I believe that was against the Buffalo Bills, and then came back the next week and got a serious concussion and it was knocked out for multiple weeks against the Cincinnati Bengals. But the case in point keeps coming up is, how can I, 3,000 miles away from a game, watch my TV and notice right away that a guy is concussed, but the people that are there in the stadium as spotters can't do it? And it's pretty simple. When you have 15 cameras or whatever they use here at NFL games, we see the impact of the play right away. Remember when Russell Wilson went down with a concussion this past weekend? The camera from the one sideline was zoomed right in on his face, and you could tell right away he was down. Are you telling me a spotter that's not watching TV but on the, let's just say, 50-yard line, 50 yards away from that play, is going to be able to get the same impact and visuals that we see at home? Just hire a couple people at home to monitor a football game. You don't even have to be a doctor to know somebody's concussed at this point. Devontae Parker was basically knocked out on the field and stumbled around. Get it together, NFL. It's a simple fix. We've all got old stuff that we should toss, but an old 401k? Make sure it keeps working for you. A Fidelity Rollover IRA has no account fees or minimums to open. An easy-to-follow rollover process makes it simple to get started in under 15 minutes. Plus, you'll have access to a rollover specialist. Whether you've switched jobs or are just organizing your finances, learn more at fidelity.com slash rollover. Consider all your options and the applicable fees and features of each before moving your retirement assets. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going, and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.